Hey guys, um, how's it going? Uh, Nosa here. Um, how do I even say this? I don't even know how to start. Um, so if this is your first time tuning in or listening to the podcast, uh, you might want to go to like previous episodes or maybe the next episode to kind of understand what the podcast is about. Usually I talk to people from different backgrounds, uh, trying to learn about other cultures and, you know, just learn new things with people from different places uh, around the world. Uh, If you're a regular listener to the podcast, uh, you know a few things about me by now. Uh, You know I'm Nigerian uh, and that I've been living in the U.S. for about three years now. Uh, I grew up in Nigeria, I lived there for most of my life. I just moved to the U.S. Uh, primarily for school, but that was about three years ago. So, I didn't really understand the gravity of racism till I moved to the U.S., particularly um, systemic racism, you know. We heard about all the stories and, you know, we knew about Malcolm X and, you know, MLK and all that, you know, growing up like all black people did. But owing to the fact that I grew up in a black country, everyone was black, all our institutions um, comprised of black people, I wasn't as aware of racism as I am now. Um, It's not like I was totally oblivious to racism but I wasn't as aware of it as I am now moving to the US and of course you know Nigeria is not a perfect place we have you know cases of tribalism colorisms uh, all the isms but you know that's neither here nor there and that's not what we're talking about today over the last few days um a couple of things have happened here in the U.S. I mean, everyone is supposed to be, uh, a lot of states still have the stay at home or shelter in place or lockdown order or whatever. But you know, over the last few days, a bunch of things have happened in the black community, particularly the African-American community. You know, we first saw this with... Uh, I think about a week ago with a uh, young brother, uh, Ahmed Aubrey, who was jogging and got, you know, gone down by a, a group of, um, I think there were three white men or so. Uh, one of them happened to be like an ex-cop or something. A few days after that, there was a black man uh, in Central Park, uh, you know, bird watching or just, you know, enjoying himself, stretching, you know participating in his hobby and there was a white woman who he respectfully told to put a leash on her dog and she called the police uh, trying to lie to the police that he was threatening her and of course he got everything on video and she eventually got fired a few days after that or I think it was the same day we had the case of George Floyd in uh, Minneapolis where a police officer, four police officers, uh, arrested a, a, a black man 
and one of them knelt on his neck you know i think while trying to subdue him or something uh, even though it didn't seem like he was resisting arrest knelt on his neck for nine whole minutes nine minutes and you know he eventually suffocated or you know he passed out uh, let me not say suffocated because i haven't seen the autopsy yet but you know i would imagine because he knelt on his neck and you know was screaming i can't breathe and the officers didn't really pay any attention to that so over the last few days um there's been a lot of protests around cities around america around cities all over the world in fact i think there was a protest i saw online in germany and another one in peckham uh, in the uk uh, which is not too far from london i guess or in london something like that you know all these things going on and i was torn for what to do um, I don't particularly, you know, I'm open. I mean, I obviously discuss about things centering on race and things like that with my friends and everything. Um, but I'm not particularly open because, you know, a lot of ignorant people online and on Twitter and things. And I, I don't just like getting into like public displays and things like that. So I just talk to people I interact with like physically you know but I felt a little guilty like releasing an episode today without addressing this in some form and I think you know having a podcast no matter how little this platform is I think I can probably express my thoughts here in a much clearer way than I can on Twitter or any other social media platform because hopefully Hopefully, you know, whoever is listening to this gives it a listen from beginning to the end. And it gives me a chance, you know, you hear my voice and maybe making sense of my intonation or something. I don't know. This is something that from when I was a young boy, like I remember in the 90s, because, you know, I, I love hip hop, I, you know, anything hip hop. Um, I remember the Los Angeles riots, even though I was living in Nigeria at the time, the LA riots, you know, the Rodney King situation. And it's just amazing to, to know that, you know, 20 something years later, little has changed in that regard black people in america are going through bouts of racism every single day and it's sad because institutions that are there to protect its citizens particularly law enforcement the judicial system things like that are not catered or are not positioned or sometimes are manipulated against black people. And it's crazy. Obviously in some places the protests are, are the protest is getting out of hand and you know we have cases of looting and things like that and people are, are you know we have 
non-black people coming out on social media and say, hey, we understand the protest, but why does it have to go to looting? And some of these people have never seen them be on the side of black people before. When all the killings and everything was happening, no, some of these people, let me not say no one, some of these other races didn't speak out in support of black people. But when it got out of hand and the looting started, then they speak out and say, oh, why are you looting? We understand someone dies, but does that mean you have to destroy your community? It's difficult. I am black. I'm Nigerian. So if someone like me, it took me moving to the U.S. to fully comprehend the extent of systemic racism, how much more someone that isn't even black. I mean, I'm black, but I've never lived in the U.S. A lot of the information I I get about racism is, you know, from the media. And, you know, let's not even go into how the media manipulates and all that. I knew about it, but I hadn't felt it. You know, there's no non-black person that has felt racism the way an African-American or a black person has. So even those that sympathize with the cause might not necessarily understand the extents to which racism affects black people in the U.S. I don't know if this... It, I really don't, this is me speaking straight from the heart. It's like 1 a.m. here, mountain time, where I live. I know my episode is going to drop in a few hours. But I felt like it'll be irresponsible for me to just post an episode without talking about why black lives matter. You know, I've had things happen to me and I've, I haven't even stayed lived in the U.S. for a while. And this is me. I've had a situation where, you know, my car didn't start and I went down and a friend brought some jumper cables and helped me jump my car. And I was just waiting in the car, you know, listening to radio, waiting for it. Because, you know, after you jump your car, you're supposed to leave it running for about half an hour so the battery can charge up and a police officer who was in my building I think someone in another apartment called the police officer and you know he probably saw me sitting in the car for a long time like maybe 15-20 minutes and he came to ask me hey what's going on you know I like what I'm in my apartment building I'm like what do you mean what's going on like are you here? Like he wasn't there. He was there for some other thing that was going on in some other apartment. So he had no business with me. He probably had seen me. I'm not sure if he saw me when I was jumping the car, but he just saw me sitting in the car in the parking lot with tons of other cars there. I was dressed, you know, really casually because I was at home, obviously. And I was just sitting in the car listening to radio and living, making the car warm up. And he came to just, hey, you know, just... He was friendly, however, like, what does a black person wearing house clothes sitting in a car for 10, 20 minutes listening to radio, what threats does that show? I, I, I was a little confused. And, you know, that's just one incident. You know, I've had a bunch of other things happen, but 
I won't even go into detail. You know, situations like this, when they happen, it because what I'm particularly interested about is how do we even unite as black people? You know, there's always situation between, you know, Africans and African Americans, and it breaks my heart because... We are already a minority. If a police sees me on the street, he doesn't know if I'm African or African-American. He doesn't know, or Afro-Latino, whatever. My skin is black, he'll treat me the same way. African-American, I think the the percentage of African-American, African-Americans in the U.S. is about maybe 12%, if I'm not mistaken. Black people in general, maybe less than 15%. We're already a minority. We can't afford to be disunited, to be ununited. We can't afford it. To have divisions within our ranks and, and saying, oh, this group is Af- they are Africans, this group African Americans, this group African descendants of slaves, this group light skinned, this group dark skinned, this group educated, this group not educated. We can't afford it. And if you're not black and you're listening to this, I would appreciate if you lend your voice to the cause. It's more than just, hey, I'm not racist. I know myself. I have black friends. It's more than that. I watched a video where a woman asked an audience of people, of white people in the room. She asked them that, hey, there were about maybe 50 people or 60 people seated down in the audience. And she asked, which of you would want to be treated the way black people are treated? And no one raised their hands or no one stood up. And she said it that, hey, this just goes to show that we know what's going on. We know the prejudice against black people in the society. And knowing, you know, having knowledge about the situation... And not doing anything about it. It means you're enabling it. You know. We have to lend our voice to it. It might not be publicly. It might be in your own little corner. Or within your circle of friends or something. But. We can't keep. I don't know. I don't know. It's very disheartening to be honest. America is a PR machine. I used to say Hollywood is like uh, Hollywood is like the advertising agency for the country of America. It's like a PR machine. They paint all these beautiful pictures, and everyone wants to come to this country. But when you finally get here, you get to know that hey, this, if not for the you know economic opportunities that presents itself. How I wish we can just snap a finger and as black people we can unite and really go back to the continent of Africa and develop our own homeland. That would be beautiful. How can we make Wakanda happen? Instead of depending on a system that wasn't built for us. And that's just it. This system wasn't built for us. It's just like a, a a single a single man, you know, trying to to, to rent an apartment. The 
thinks or a single man building a house. He doesn't think about certain things if he's building his, his house or getting an apartment for himself. He just wants a bedroom, probably a, a TV place in, in the living area where he can, you know, watch TV, play games. He doesn't think that, oh, my wife might need some space. I, I might need to create some extra closet in the master bedroom. He doesn't think about, oh, you know, let me put the children's room across from mine because, you know, so I'll be able to monitor them. And if anything happens, I'll be able to rush to the children's room a lot more quicker. He doesn't think about making child proofing the living area because he knows that little kids are there. It's different from when a, a married person is trying to build a house or get an apartment. And I use that analogy to say that the system in America, most of its systems, were not built with black people in mind. We were brought here. Our ancestors were brought here. African Americans, the, the ancestors of African Americans were brought here on ships. These systems weren't built for their comfort. They just happened to be here or be brought here. Something has to give because eventually, you know, if things like this continue to happen, if things like this continue to happen, like looting will be like, we might end up looking back at the days of looting and saying, oh, the, those were the good old days. There's only so much a group of people can take. There's only so much a group of people can take. You face prejudice every step of the way, every single thing you do. And this podcast, you know, everyone has a role to play, you know. People used to argue, oh, you know, who was better, whose tactics were better, Malcolm X or MLK or Martin Luther King. It doesn't matter. Everyone has a role to play. Some people are out there, you know, on the ground, leading these protests. Some people are pro providing finances to black institutions to strengthen the cause. Some people, like me, are trying to bridge the gap and trying to educate people about cultures and to make people see and realize that, hey, we're all part of the same race at the end of the day. So hopefully I try to convert some of those prejudices or, you know, make people comfortable within other cultures. We all have our role to play. Anyway, I don't know. This wasn't scripted. Like I said, it's about what time is it? It's about 1.35 a.m. here. And I just decided to put something out there because I don't even know how I feel. You know, you have one view about this country called America and you come here and you just see that, hey, you've been lied to all your life. Rest in peace, Ahmed Aubrey. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Black Lives Matter. Thank you. <laughs>